podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Stratford Paddock. This is the Paddock Podcast. It is Monday the 3rd of October. I'm joined by Jay Marty, how are you? I'm all right, man. I'm a bit under the weather. Oh, yeah. Got a bit of a is cold in that. You, you're pretending to be sick so you don't have to talk to anyone that's a City fan after yesterday. No, I'm, I mean, I don't need to pretend to be sick to do that, to be honest with you. Um, but no, I'm just, I think I've, there's a bit of a bug going around. I think I've caught it. Yeah. But, you know, I'm soldier on. I don't like to moan. No. You've yeah. Power it. through, Cooper Trooper, Super Mario style. Exactly. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing fine, mate. Yeah, we'll I, talk a little I, bit about yesterday, yeah, yeah. but before I'm, that, how I'm are you fine. feeling in I'm yourself? Good. I'm good, I'm good. I had a nice calvary yesterday, one out of two, eight, but I loved it. I loved the meal. What kind of meat? Mm, oh, it's more like a cheese pie with all the, all the veggie and all it. All, help yourself all you can veggies at the, qu- uh, the Queen's uh, in Denton, Manchester. I I've never it. heard the phrase, all you can veg before. All you can I veg. I love that. I love that. I love instead of meat, you had a cheese pie as well. That is a, a, I love a cheese pie. I love a cheese pie. Or you can veg. Um, yeah. Today we're going to be talking about a potential January clear out. Some of the players that Ten Hag didn't want in the first place, didn't want to keep. Didn't want him anyway. On his way out um, in January. I also want to talk a little bit about this James Ducker uh, piece where he's been talking um, about how contracts have been dished out in the past and how Ten Hag is trying to make a change to that. Basically, do you know all the things that we've been saying for the last certainly five years, but you know, close to 10 years, um, where... United just act in ways that no other club acts by giving bad players big contracts um, and buying the wrong players. Ten Hag's trying to correct some of that um, and he's, he's, he's feeling a, a little bit of uh, Crazy pushback idea, as well. Imagine, uh, yeah, no. imagine letting a manager decide who stays and goes. I know. Stupid. Should we start with um, a sort of Varane injury booth before we get on to that? Yes, because we saw him go off against Manchester City. Like, was it his ankle? Mm-hmm. How was he getting on? He sprained it. Right, okay. But apparently it's not expected to be a long-term injury. Good. It's so, just a short-term So thing. what we're saying, a week, he's out of the Europa League match, definitely. Yeah, he'll be out of the Europa League match. Um, apparently, well, I, I think the keep last night it, it sort of announced that it was a, um, a sprained ankle. Um, but then, according to the MAN, it's not expected to keep him out for a long-term period. He went down in the 40th minute. Uh, sources have described Varane's injury as not bad. But the club are cautious after the Frenchman's injury blighted first season. Yeah, not happy with the referee on that account when he down. He just let it play and play on, play on it, and he yeah. clearly was in agony. And it's you're supposed to look after players, so bad refereeing on that. Yeah. Um, also, the interesting thing here is obviously Harry Maguire's already out. Uh, Axel Twanzebe's dis- been described as long-term absentee by Ten Hag. If if we get another injury to a centre back, it's Mengi or I mean, who are the options? Jones. Jones, yeah, Will Fish, he's on loan in here, I think. Um, I mean, you can always recall him, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, we are looking. It does look a little bit ropey. I mean, you know, most clubs have four centre backs, don't they? Of course they do. You know, that's what we've got. I mean, you could, in theory, maybe go with like. No, that doesn't really help. I was going to say maybe you could go three at the back, but that doesn't help you. If you move no. sure over there, you, you still need, need two centre backs. You still need two centre backs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little bit worrying, but we kind of knew this with Rand because even though he's been playing well, it's never a question of his quality. You know, you don't win four Champions Leagues if you're not good. It's just the injury issues. I think he played, like you said, 20 odd games last season. Had a good start to this season. And you're hoping he's going to stay fit. Yeah. And then picks up and not like that. And then you worry because you want your centre backs to be able to build a form of relationship. Yeah. Um, all the best teams have centre backs that you know work together as a partnership, haven't they? You know, oh, all of, of course, like you say, Especially Bruce United. and Palace star, yeah, well, Rio Vidic and all that, ever as well. It's, it's re- that's what you need. Yeah, and, and 
you know, that's not been able to happen because Varane's always been injured and it's been Lindelof and, and Maguire and Varane and now Martinez as well, sort of swapping around. Is Phil Jones wasn't in our Premier League squad, was he? Oh, was he not? Sorry, I, I Remember, stand corrected. That he was not. He wasn't in the so he's not even an option. That I don't think so. Right, I think okay. you can. You can, can you, you reinstate him? You can, I think you can call up um, academy players that yeah. weren't registered in that. Yeah, but I don't think you can bring in ah, right, a thirty-year-old. Okay. Right, fair or whatever enough. He is, 31, 32. I mean, that just speaks volumes. Unless you can, yeah. unless there's he's, that rule in January, you can bring him in. Maybe. So he's on hundred and odd k a week, and you can't even use him if you wanted to, or they'd rather just not even have the option. By the sound of it, yeah. Right, okay. um, but hopefully, Varane will be back before. I mean, I get that as well, but I'm not advocating for Jones coming back Everton. into the team. You never yeah. know. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, if he's not 100%, you know, Varane and, uh, sorry, Lindelof and um, Martinez for the Everton game wouldn't be the end of the world. Yeah. I know, it's, it's just, just getting through the next two games. Yeah. Um, Fergal McClements, who's been a member for 11 months, says, does yesterday really matter if we didn't lose anyone uh, to bad injuries? We do need to just forget about it and move on in the same process because City are Agreed. a bit of a freak. Um, yeah, just I, we haven't really spoke about the game yesterday much, Andy. Um, obviously, we didn't get you on the channel because you were away. Um, but away has been doing a bit of heavy lifting now, isn't it? Yeah, I was <laughs> in, I was in a pub watching it, having a meal as well. So uh, be, you know, he was away at Carver. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Carver. away makes it sound you're, you're like he was tying in he family was, and football at yeah. the same time. I can multitask. Where were you? Whereabouts in the country were you? Uh, South Central Jarlsden. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I mean. Away, away in Jarlsden. Like you know. The way you said away it makes it sound like he's on holiday. Or it's like, <laughs> he's been away. Oh, you've been away. Say what, Andy? You're looking well. He's been away. Yeah, I've been uh, South Central Droylston. All oh, right, okay. Droylston is a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Yeah, it's a holiday from reality. He's Stephen Alston. <laughs> um, but give me your thoughts on the game yesterday because we, you, we, obviously you came before the, the show and your general demeanour didn't seem quite as down as you have been after some of the big defeats last season. <laughs> no, no, because it's like they are, well, basically they are the Death Star. And yeah. you're, going, you're going in there basically to try and do something, get something. And uh, I say I was a bit disappointed, but you move on. I got over 5-1 when I was 14. I got over 6-1 10 years ago. I'll get over this. Mm. So it's uh, no skin off my back and they're the best team in the land. It's just, uh, it was a little bit of pride, but I thought... In, with the goals we scored, um, best goal of the lot was Anthony, so yeah. can't argue with that. But uh, I'm just disappointed with the players who played last season as well. Mm. They should have known better. McTominay, Rashford, Sancho, even De Gea. Jesus, you've been spanked twice at the had in the space of six months. So, uh, yeah, you, like I say, Edith and Ags criticised him, and you, they got, you're going to expect some criticism next couple of days. And uh, at least there's no apologies and all the. Uh, you know what I mean? I was sad. I'm, I'm glad to not hear that. It seems like they've sort of learned from that social yeah. media-wise, at least. And obviously, Ericsson came out after the game, didn't he? But um, someone Just has to, get to do it. that move, contractually. Move on to the next yeah, game. I'm glad there's not been loads of... Don't let it consume you, because it's not consumed me. And so, I didn't have a meltdown last night. No, did the, did the two goals in the second half sort of help get rid of some of that feeling a little bit? Because at 6-1, I felt pretty terrible. But then I, at 6-3, yeah. I know it's not much six, better, three, but it, yeah. felt, it did feel better, didn't it? Yeah, to be fair, Marshall, I didn't even know he was on the pitch until he scored. He was yeah. that quiet. No disrespect to him, but he needed game time. And they, like you say, he needed it. And I, I think he's a start for Thursday, definitely, because I... I, I, I I didn't see Rashford bring anything to the table. I didn't see Sancho. McTominay, I think now it's it's the time for Casemiro now. 
Yeah. I think it's the time for Ronaldo because that good field vibe, you could see why we haven't played for a month. It, it, that's, it sort of cost us due to incompetence from uh, the, the FA. You could have played at least one game mm. in the league. So it, it's just that move, dust yourself down, move on. We yeah. play them again in January. We'll deal with it when we play them in January. Or is it March or something like that? We'll deal with it then. Those two goals, I mean, again, obviously, we still got bad. Like, we still conceded six goals, whatever. It does feel as though it's most United fans I've spoke to and the, the mood online does seem to be, like, it, it might be not quite as difficult to pick themselves up from that as a 6-1 would have been. Yeah. It feels like, obviously, that game was awful. We got battered. No, no oh, yeah. two ways. But it feels like... We could pick ourselves up from that and go, okay, shit game, no good, but we got a couple of goals and maybe we can move on from there. Like it feels like we could put it behind us much more easily well, than last if it season, finished six didn't give a, They didn't give a toss with half an hour no. to go. Rashford, Lingard, and all point. that. Didn't give a toss. At least some players give a toss yesterday. Yeah. So what do you reckon to that, Jay? Yeah, I mean, just from a fan's point of view, you know, uh, I think part of the reason is going into that second half before 0 down, you feel the worst, and I mean the worst where you're thinking this could be 7 or 8-0. This yeah. could be a, you know, record-breaking defeat for not just for the derby, but for Manchester United. This could have been our biggest ever defeat. And thankfully, we rallied round a little bit. And yes, it is still frustrating and embarrassing getting beat 6-3 off Man City. But compared to how you were feeling or how I was feeling at our time, I can sort of stomach it a little bit more. I can, I can see, yeah. like, OK, like Andy's saying there, at least there was a little bit of fire this time later on. Like last season, there was nothing. It was just it was like a training game. You saw Andy, you saw Martial, you saw Fernandez didn't stop giving up. All right, some of the quality wasn't there at times, but there was players up for it who yeah. kept going. Hence the reason we were able to get a couple of goals or three goals, sorry. And I know that City made changes and took the foot off the pedal, but you can't knock scoring three goals in a half against Manchester City. It's, you know, there's nothing bad about that. No. I think you've got to get a balance now. <laughs> Of, I get understand the argument of putting it behind you, yes, but you have to acknowledge it. You have to learn from it. You can't just go, oh yeah, everything's all right now. No, just forget absolutely that. Absolutely not. Harlan's just a freak of nature. Folding had, you know, a mint game. What could we have done? You have to go. Actually, we could have done this, this, and this, and we need to be better at it. And we learn from that, and then we move on. And I think that the way Eric Ten Hag spoken after the game and from the noises we're hearing as well, he, he does seem like someone who. You know, we saw after Brentford, didn't we? Extra running. He will get oh, players yeah. in. He will that. address the issues that have caused us to have such a catastrophic result. He said, catastrophic um, Ten Hag was quoted as saying, it's an open door. This performance was unacceptable. As a team and as a, as a sorry, as individuals, we will criticise each other and then we will learn the lessons um, and we have to do better starting on the next that. game. Like he's basically it. saying, you know, if you've got something to say, say it. Yeah. What do you make of that? Just get it out and then go again. Well, there's too, been too much sniping, aren't there, in the press? Yeah. Players running to their reporters or someone's camp leaking something and, you know, or, or cryptic messages or cryptic things on social media where you get the impression that certain people aren't happy with other people or certain players are not necessarily taking responsibility or happy to blame others. If you've got something to say, mm. say it. If I you see, think yeah, someone's in one. your dressing room in pulling the weight, point the finger at him in front of yeah. him and go, you need to fix up. Because if you listen to any ex-player from the successful area in Manchester United, whether it, you know, Keane, Neville, Robbo, McClare, whoever, they all say the same thing. Big personalities in the dressing room that let you know when you weren't performing and would also take responsibility when they weren't. And that's what we need a bit more of. Agreed. Sorry, go on, Andrew. I mean, I, I, see, I see, I sent you that thing this afternoon. There was a rumour going around about Scott McTominay, another dressing room leak. I think it was all, it, it's just the press, the, the, mm. the, the, the knives are out after this. They just want to cause an issue. 
all the press because well, we've lost 6-3. So, whether it's believable or not, um, but it's... It, I'm just... I move on to the next game. Yeah. It's a mountain over Molde because it's because we were Man United. They want to... Bad, if, it, if we didn't play yesterday, it's a slow day mm. in the press, isn't it? Because we got smashed 6-3. Everybody's on United's case. That's mm. what it is. Um, just talking a bit about some of the... We'll move on to another thing that James Ducker said um, about contracts in a minute. Um, but just on um, some points sort of moving on that we learned from that game or that we continue to know almost from that game. Gary Neville talking about David De Gea. Um, saying that he won't last under Ten Hag. Some quotes he said, uh, but we all know where Ten Hag wants to get this team to. He wants 75% possession. He wants players that can handle the ball, not just in the middle of the midfield, but defenders that can handle the ball. The goalkeeper needs to be brilliant on the ball. And I suspect with David De Gea, his career at Manchester United is probably going to be short-lived under Ten Hag because he's absolutely going to be adamant that his philosophy of playing out from the back, playing through midfield, playing those little risky passes uh, that we see City and Edison do all the time, that we no longer see as risky because they do it so well it's something that he's striving for and he wants to get to you're shaking your head there Andy no I should show him some he played with that here yeah. he should show him some bloody respect I know, he's, I know he's a pundit but that's going in too hard I know he's angry I get it we're all angry but show some respect he's a former teammate you know what I mean I know Roy Keane was critical yesterday as well but you know, I should say show some respect to a former teammate because I remember was it last month I seen the it was an overlap he got brutally criticised for going in on De Gea mm. in his first season. Fergie found him. Why are you doing that to the poor lad? Leave him be. Just leave him alone. Is it not an obligation, though, Andy? You say leave him alone. If you're a pundit and you see something, that you have to call it. Like, I understand what you're saying, but he, Gary Neville works for Sky, and if you get asked about David De Gea, so turn around and go, he's an ex-teammate, I, you know, I ain't got nothing to say. It's not MUTV. Do you know what I mean? I understand your point of being sort of respectful for your own teammates, but if you're like, I don't think that... In all honesty, he's overly critical. I think he's saying, he's not saying De Gea's a bad keeper. He's not saying he's rubbish. He's saying, in this system of playing out for the back, I don't know if De Gea fits into that system, which I think is a fair criticism, if you can call it that, of De Gea. And it's a question that's sort of been lingering on it for, in, in the air. You remember, like, the Dean Henderson thing with, with Oli? Why was Dean Henderson getting in the team and all that sort of stuff? And that was Oli going to Solskjaer now, where it's an I obviously loves to play out the back a bit more. So I understand your point about being respectful. And that first season, I remember that season, was it the one where... The way at Spurs, he went into him, didn't he? Yeah. Remember, he laid in a, and he, he kept giving Joe Hart a pass, didn't he? Like, Gary Neville, he would never criticise Joe Hart, mm. and he laid in at David De Gea. And David De Gea at the time was barely putting a foot wrong, but any little thing he did. But I think, sort of questioning whether he can fit in the Tenag system, to be fair to Gary Neville, I've heard a few people question that, and it's a, a thing that keeps coming up again and again. You're going to have yeah. to wait and see. Yeah. Time will tell. He may be right in the long term, but he's trying to keep a borderline, fifth, keeping it respectful and not, you know, you want to just not the player's confidence once and for all. Mm. I was certainly with the whole De thing, you know, and I've been critical of De in the past. I don't necessarily point a finger at him yesterday. I think, you know, he didn't exactly cover himself in glory. No one really did. But I don't blame him for those six goals. I think I don't, other players I blame, the pitch. It's the team effort. The team, it was, they're all responsible for yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I feel sorry for Masia. Uh, I can't even pronounce his name. Malassia. That's that's back to Masia being thrown into that. Yeah. He got roasted yesterday. But he'll learn from him. He's a young man. Never learn from it. Then I remember yeah, his yeah. debut. His debut against yeah. Sia. I e thought, Evrond who Vinic. is this guy? How yeah, did he get to a Champions League final? I remember saying that. So, yeah, he'll do him good. He'll do the young young players good in the long term. I'm sure Edickson, I'm not going to go in on Edickson because he's, he's the best one of our lot. And yeah. he, they'll come good again. Just, yeah. You just got to 
just deal with it. Hope so. Uh, Dan says, what's Jay sucking on? Sorry, I've got a... I've got, sorry about that. I've got a, um, a strepsil or other lozenges are available. I've got a right throat. Apologies, it's, no one wants to hear that. Probably yesterday now, I was screaming I if it did when he went home. Yeah, exactly. Other lozenges are available. Come. Like, we might be sponsored by Lockets. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. Coming up from uh, Cavonia. Yeah. I'm, I mean, he's okay. lemsipping it up as well. So yeah, it's, Actually, it's not lemsip, it's, um, it's Boots' own or whatever. It's an off brand replica. Yeah. Um, he's going to be tripping going home on the tram, I tell you. We aren't sponsored by lemsip, but we are sponsored by Manscaped. Nice, nice. nice. Really good, wasn't it? Yeah, excellent. Um, and welcome to Fresh Ball Fall. No, or as Joe. We call it Fresh Scrotum Autumn. Thank you. Autumn, that is. It's Fresh a grow tomato. Yes, Andy. It's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. <laughs> well, you said it then. Fresh grow autumn. Fresh grow autumn. It means sipping a cider <coughs> in, a, in a winter's breeze, an autumn breeze, and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company that's here to make sure your foliage isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves. Not bad, that is nice. it? You, nice. Nice. You made that nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, join the six million men worldwide that's basically everyone in it that is genuinely so many men yeah. isn't it that's like Six at least one in men. two yeah, yeah. You, you know that's how many followers have you got on Twitter um, 5.8 million that's more than that and Jay's got loads of followers I haven't really Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off using the ship. Uh, so it's 20% off and free shipping. Bloody <laughs> hell. What I love about this. And well. using the code DEVILS20. Go on, what do you love about it? Because we've all been there with the, the accident, haven't we? When we've, yeah. you know, we've nicked ourselves or whatever. Mm. But with this platinum package 4.0, oh. because if I'm going to have a package, it wants to be platinum. You get the lawnmower 4.0, yeah. you get the crop preserver, yeah. you get the crop toner, you get the weed whacker, yeah. you get the bro- boxer briefs with anti-chafing mm-hmm. technology, you get the shed travel bag. Mm-hmm. You get it all, man. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And this isn't just one or two items. This is a whole plethora yeah. of perfection. The platinum package as well. You get it now. It's here in time for Christmas. Yeah. Get it for your boyfriend. Get it for your dad. Get it for your mate. Get it for your brother. Do you know what I mean? Get it for Jay. Think of Jay when you're shaving your nuts. I think everyone should think of me when they're shaving. I, I know want, I do. I, that's my, that, I want that to be my last. Well, I used to go I'm to kind of disturbed, but I tend to agree. You well, got do, a point, man. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? Do you know when people take a picture of like someone's haircut into the barbers? Yeah. I use a picture of your head as a haircut for what I want my bollocks to look like. Ah, I use a picture of your bollocks <laughs> for what I want my bollocks to look like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so make sure you check out Manscaped. They've even thrown in two free gifts to their Platinum Package 4.0. The boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Love that. Both Love especially that. made to hold your goodies. Get the Platinum Package this autumn. These products are guaranteed to be hits for your dangly bits. Love that. Go to manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping using the code DEVILS20. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using the code DEVILS20. The link to that is in the description as well. So if you can't be asked typing it out on the URL web browser like some 1990s nerd, just <laughs> click worldwide <laughs> in the description. Web. Ooh, let me go over to the internet and type it in. Just click the link. It's there. One click. Open, open info, whatever it is. Description. Bang. Manscaped. Nice. Devil's 20. Right. Here's one. Here's one for you. James Ducker. Eric of, of uh, The Telegraph and of uh, Stratford Paddock. Thank fame. you. Let's get it right. It wasn't a compliment to you, was it? No, but if you're going to you know, introduce someone right. and they've been on the channel, then that is obviously what they're most famous for. You're welcome. So, Eric Tim Apology Hogg. accepted. And reciprocated, so your eyes seem to say <laughs> no. Sorry to you, Joe. 
Eric Ten Hag has told Man United's hierarchy not to dish out any new contracts until he has determined who warrants them. Um, apparently, this isn't a post-Derby decision or reaction from the manager. Just wants a culture where contracts are harder won. I like this. What football manager wants to decide which football players get new deals? Yeah, well, that's just ludicrous. Well, no, he thinks that they should be based on quality, <coughs> not just banter. performance. Yeah. What about Instagram followers? Does that get taken into consideration? Um, what about your media side? Yeah. Does that sure, count? Well, surely yeah. it should because right. that's the marketability. Most important thing. Yeah, the best ability is marketability. I mean, what yeah. I do off the pitch that's what is Busby's better than what said. I do on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, that what you're getting mention, at? it doesn't mention that, but I mean, that's the way United have been run. So I assume yeah. that's the best. Yeah. Thing yeah. Do, it's been a recipe for success. It has. Um, Alexis. Sanchez, anyone? I've still got that piano playing in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> Alexis Sanchez. I'm talking your Ashley Youngs, your Phil Joneses. I mean, to be honest, David De Gea's contract looks ballistic now looking back. I mean, there's nothing wrong with giving him a contract, but making him the highest paid goalkeeper ever. <laughs> In, in the cold light of day, especially when he was sat on the bench while Dean Edison yeah. was playing, it doesn't look that especially astute. when Edison's across the city winning title after title <coughs> on a quarter of what yeah. he's on. That was it does look a bit mad, doesn't it? Yeah, we've never had, regardless uh, of how good you think David De Gea is. That's well, it's too like much money. up until recently, I think yeah. Mo Salah was was on less than practically all the United players. Yeah, yeah at least Liverpool are like, towing the line; they're not paying over the odds. Like if they want to stay, Mo Salah, he'll get a contract. Liverpool what one not the player and mm. that's what I, that's what I like and I and I, I want this to be good with Sanag and he's like that Rashford's playing for these contracts but yeah. Tomini's playing for the contracts Fred's playing for the contracts I want to see it Harry Maguire's playing for the contracts yeah. I want the Hayes playing for the contracts I want and it will be decided on performances the only, the only sort of pushback I would have on that not pushback but just as, just as a question to raise in the past Fergie almost had a, a I don't know if it was always the case, but typically, once you pass 30, you're on a sort of rolling one-year contract. That was how we used to do it, wasn't it? Isn't it a lot easier to do that when you've got the best team in the in the country and that people generally want to stay at Man United? Whereas now, if are, are we not at risk of potentially losing some players that we would like to keep because we didn't offer them a contract early enough? Because we aren't quite the proposition we were 10 years ago. But people we, aren't quite so desperate to stay we, at Man United. We've been acting like that, though, for the last seven or eight years and it's just never worked out for us no. like we you know Nemanja Matic has three good months he's 31 years old and we give him a three year deal and then he leaves 18 months later for free for free basically paid you know you mentioned Alexis Sanchez well. Alexis Sanchez went to Inter and we paid Inter to have him yeah. do you know what I mean like you know you mentioned there Ashley Young 31 gets a, or 30 whatever he was gets a three year deal again you know, ends up just sort of moving on. I think we paid some of that towards it. I mean, even Eric Bailly, he got two new deals in three years. And he'd not played he'd any played football. he played like 40 games Yeah, he, to get you know, two contracts. Harry Maguire got to 100 games in like two to a bit season. It yeah. took Eric, like Eric Bailly five seasons and we're giving him a new deal. Yeah. It's, you know, so far from our experience, I understand your point of we're no longer, you know, the Sir Alex Ferguson, Manchester United winning titles in Champions Leagues and all that. But the way we have been doing contracts hasn't been successful it, for the past seven or eight years. It's just the commercial side. That's what it is. It's value. It's, keep, it's protecting an asset, which eventually proves they're not valued at all when you can't sell them on. No. Yeah, because uh, the, there's that whole thing of you can add the value of a contract um, to the sort of basically overall assets of a club. Like because you know that's just how much it would cost to pay off this contract. If you've got that, then you can say, well, we're worth this because look at all these assets we've got. When really, they aren't worth that to you because they're not getting games, and they aren't worth it to anyone else. And you can't because you can't sell them. No. So like you basically just, 
it's, it's basically falsely overvaluing the squad for the sake of being able to I, say you're worth a bit more. I think the whole structure of Manchester United in contracts, in signing players, in selling players, has needed an overhaul for a while. We're so bad yeah. at so many parts of it. We've been poor in the transfer market over the last nine years. We've wasted too much money. We've been bad with dishing out contracts, long-term contracts to players that are either surplus to requirements or not at the levels we need to. And we've been terrible at selling players for decent money. You look at the players that have moved on from Manchester United, how often, other than Dan James, have we got good money for players? Most of the players that left in the summer, if not all of them, apart from maybe Dylan Levitt, left on a free because the contracts ran out. We didn't even get any money for any of them because we let either let contracts run out or when we do sell players, when we yeah. do move them on, we're getting just pennies for, we're paying part of their wages or some stupidness. It needs a big overhaul. And you need someone like Eric Tenag and someone who knows about football mm -hmm. to be at the, the, the sort of centre of all that. It, Not necessarily making every single decision in terms of, you know, giving this many years or all that stuff or yeah. this much money, but being involved in that yeah. conversation. I mean, d d a, a good way of sort of putting what you're saying in perspective there, Dan James is United's fifth highest ever sale. Now, if, if we'd have not let some of the players who we, like David De Gea, we would have got more than that for him if we'd have sold him. Yeah. You know, four or five years ago to Real Madrid, we probably would have got 30, 40 million for him. <coughs> Even someone like Eric Bailly, two, three years ago, you might have got 25 million quid for him. And now Harry he, Maguire, yeah. you'd get probably 25 million quid for him. There's, there's so many players that if we'd have sold them at the right time, rather than waiting two or three years too long. There's no we, value in our squad with, what, with, what, with the bits, what, what we're stuck with now. Yeah. There's how, no value at all. How many players have we had? for at least a year, who've been completely useless and yeah. still earning big money. I mean, not that I think he should, I mean, now we need him, but Anthony Martial, two years ago, you would have easily got 25 million quid for him. Now you'd struggle to get that if we sold Martial at the end of this year. If he has another bad year this year, that's three bad seasons. You're looking at 15. I'm hopeful that? he looks positive yeah, he looks, this season. He looks bad, but I understand, look like your, we need I understand him, your argument. But you yeah. saw, you know, last season, you had Cavani mm. on big money doing nothing. Lingard on big money doing nothing. You had Phil Jones on big money doing nothing. Eric Bay on big money doing nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's like you look at it and you go, that all that all those contracts, all that money you're hemorrhaging on players that don't want to be here or aren't any good to you. Yeah. That could be another player that makes a difference for Paul you. Paul Pogba's another one. Yeah. We had offers for him. Or well, there were rumours of offers from the likes of Real Madrid and even PSG two two or three years ago. We said no. We lose him three years later with no for nothing with no trophies to to thank for it. Like no. it's like all, it's, all these you know, rumours coming out now over the years with the contracts and all that. People are getting criticised. You, like, you see the players. Henderson was made was like I, I was given promises. Jesse Lingard was made promises. Contracts been given out and are just sitting there rotting. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's everything. It's everything. It, Jesse Lingard, perfect example. Why didn't we take twenty million quid for him from West Ham at the start of last season? Even he said, on the eleventh hour, he comes back, plays like ten games Castle. all season. Yeah, Newcastle in January. January. Exactly. Jesus Christ, just sell him for fifteen million. What oh, we we yeah. need him. He hardly played. I know. And when he did, he didn't do anything. No, it's just ridiculous. Like I just the 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 way we've sold players is as irresponsible, if not worse than the way we've bought It's players. like, you look at the, I think, Laurie, well, I made this example of, of you look at Liverpool, was it uh, Nico Williams, they moved on to Forest. Yeah. For 17 million or whatever it is. Guy, he's in the Welsh team, you know, he's doing all right. He's, he's played, a, a, he had a few appearances for Liverpool, I think. Nothing yeah. major. They get big money for him. You know, when I say big money, decent money. A good 70, chunk of money. 16, 17 million, right? Two of them and you've got yourself, yeah. a, you can the, buy a first we, team player. We've got Dylan Levitt, who again has been in and out of the Welsh team, you know, he's sort of featured in a lot of Welsh squads. Has a good loan spell at Dundee, or Dundee United, sorry. And then goes for 300 grand. Yeah. 
Now, I'm not saying we should have got 60 million for him, but should we be getting one thirtieth or whatever yeah. it is, or one fourth of what one of his teammates is getting? Yeah. Or the one who went, went to Everton yeah. and forgot what it was called. James, James Garner. James Garner, absolute disgrace. How we, we let him million, go for that? Nine million for, uh, you know, I think up front. And then add-ons. And it's like... I don't mind as much if it's sort of 10, 15 or whatever for, for academy players that haven't played yeah. a lot of first team. I get that. But it's like you saying as well, when you've got that and you've got these players just rotting, doing out for you on massive money. And also, what sort of an atmosphere does that create within the, the sort of the squad and the training ground and everything else when you've got these players just basically tossing it off? because they're on massive money. And, you know, Cavani last season, I liked Cavani's first season. Last season, didn't want to know, couldn't be bothered. Just, you know, so practically... Didn't want yeah, playing Practically games. useless. Yeah. And what's that saying to someone like Charlie McNeil who's coming through the ranks, who's chomping at the bits to get in the squad? Do you know what I mean? It's like one of the players is in, in, the, in the way... for the money at the is, end. ...is someone who just doesn't want to be here. Do you know what I mean? It's not a great sort of atmosphere and it's not a great sort of method of, of operating. And if you look at the successful teams, look at City, for example... You know, all the players they've got serve a purpose. Mm. All the players they've got, I know City spend money, of course they do. They spend, you know, they spend billions over the years, whatever. But all the players they've got, you can see, want to be there. Yeah. And when they get a player they probably don't need anymore, like Gabriel Jesus or Raheem Sterling or Shinchenko, mm -hmm. they move them on. Don't wait, yeah, they don't wait for that last year where they're playing shit, they're barely in the team, yeah. they get eight goals and then sell them for they, Like If that was United, million. yeah. We would have kept now Sterling. For 50. Yeah. Oh yeah, they got a nice little profit on all three this summer. Yeah, well, we'd have kept Sterling for another two years, so he's 30 odd or whatever, or three mm -hmm. years. And he's, you know, he's had two seasons not doing anything and then got five million for him or something. Yeah. They get money for him because I know it's saying, obviously they're, a, you know, obviously a better standard of us at the minute, unfortunately. But we can do things like that, we just don't do it. We can let players go when we don't need them anymore and get money for them and use that money to reinvest in the squad. Because we've already got these owners who are bleeding the club dry. So you think if we actually had a shrewd transfer policy, that no. might make up for it a bit, but it doesn't. No. Um, Donny van der Beek's another one, um, obviously on the thumbnail there. Look, looking completely surplus to requirements at the minute, isn't that, it? That mean you, mean you, I think we did the transfer window that window, right? Deadline day. I will never, as long as I live, understand that transfer policy in that summer, right? We had areas of the team that we needed strengthening, yeah? Now, we, all right, tell us. I understand why we got him. Was it 10 million, whatever? Gives Luke yeah. Shaw a bit of a kick yeah. on the backside. Cavani made sense despite the fact that we waited far too long to get him when he was a free agent. Then you went out and you got Ahmad Diallo and Facundo Palestra, two players who maybe they'll make it, maybe they won't. Who knows? You also got Donny van der Beek, yeah. who it doesn't like Ollie even wanted him. And all those three players, you spent it in about 80 million quid in total, right? Or maybe 70 million quid in total. We had this big hole in the middle of midfield that needed filling, and it weren't getting filled by him. I just don't get that. I don't get that window, what the thinking was behind it. It was panic, just stupidness. It was panic buying because he spent all that summer chasing Jaden Sancho. You're right. And he wasted it and wasted it. Oh, they'll budge, they'll budge, they'll budge. Dortmund didn't budge. Mm. It was absolute fucking fast from Woodward and his, and his crew. And we, uh, and on the last day, it was panic. Oh, get Cavani, get these two little young kids. We yeah. need to do something. Yeah. Like, they've hardly played. No. Uh. And they might be good. Listen, I'm not having a dig at Palestra or Diallo. Yeah. They could be very, very good players who could go on to have long careers. But at that time, did we need them more than we needed now, other players? No. they improved Manchester United? No. No, because they're and not getting the look in. No, and again... Like you said, I feel I always feel a bit harsh criticizing young players. It's not a criticism of but, them, but, but they're not what we needed. No, no, no. And that's it's the scouting the system. Been for two that's years what it is. Not it's no. not the players. It's not. It's not the the individuals' 
fault. No. It's the scouting system and it's the, it's the tactics and negotiations. Yeah. It yeah. has to be overhauled. And I'm glad Senag's going to get a grip on this because they're desperate. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they say the Yanks, they're clinging on to power for God knows how. They'll, they'll, they'll do anything for Ten Hag and yeah. to appease the fans. They are desperate and they will give him control. And I, I'm happy on, on that on that count, but still got to get him out. The weird thing is as well, I, I like Sancho now, but the jury's still out on him. Mm. He might not even work out. He's like, and he said, we spent the whole summer trying to get him. Then he was our marquee signing the next summer. And he has had three managers already. Mm. He might not even be the guy we, we needed. And it's like, he spent all that time and energy and effort and he was the, the one player that we wanted. It took us two years to get him. Mm. And he's, the joy started him. We spent all summer getting De Jong. Why? When we couldn't get him. It's like what were we waiting for? What, why was there not any communication there that this isn't happening? Because he kept telling everyone, but the United somehow thought they knew better. So you assume, okay, maybe someone said something to him. What happens if he ends up staying at Barcelona? Yeah, it's like G. Bellingham. The post been linked with him. Who's to say, we'll go and get him? It'll happen to him as well. Mm. If I was him, I'd stay well clear of Man United. It's sad to say, you know, when you say it like that as well, I agree, you know. You look, at United, you look at United and just think, other than the fact we are one of the biggest clubs in the world, which we are, let's have it right, what is the, the attraction? What is the attraction? Other than the fact you've got... Ten, ten Hag. But again, right, I understand you, and I like Ten Hag, but if you're getting offered to go and play for Guardiola, for example... Oh, yeah, well... Or, or yeah. no, or maybe even a, you know, a clot... Ancelotti. Ancelotti, or a tonight, you know, it's not. No. I understand. I, I like tonight, and I'm with you on that. But you might go, all right, I can go play for a manager who's won leagues in different countries, in this case of Klopp and, and Guardiola and Ancelotti, um, or I can, you know, take a chance on, on Tenag. Like I say, it's, this it is, is a, an appeal. I get it. It's going to change. If you're going up against some of these other yeah. clubs, other than the fact for me that, you know, United are also bigger than Liverpool, bigger than City. Um, and on a, That's so, the main one, isn't it? Yeah. If you think of your, I mean, but then you end up getting players who are thinking of their brand and their future and stuff over winning trophies for mm. Man United. But that's I mean, the only thing that I can't think. People who were, who were United fans as kids. That's what I mean. We're still so, clinging on to that a bit. Do you know what I mean? You reach, yeah. Yeah. You're hoping that, you know, I think the only United fan we've got who forced the deal is Odie Nogalo. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, what signing? I'm not having a dig at him as well because I sort of bought into him because he's like a likeable character. But it says it all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, Abhinav Verma with the Super Chat says, 6-3 eased the pain a little bit, but it w I was so disappointed with how Rashford and Sancho were so bad with their first talk <coughs> and starting their attacks. Yeah, they were particularly bad, weren't they? Just not didn't get going at all, either of them. Should know better. Yeah. Guitarman84... Um, we need to start giving Garnacho a chance before he gets his head turned by other clubs. Our inconsistence, uh, sorry, our insistence to stick by Marcus will cost us another talent. Um, Garnacho wasn't even on the bench yesterday, was he? No, I don't think so. He was sat next to Maguire in the stands. Um, do you think he should be playing more, getting more minutes than he is? Yeah, I don't know. I know it's not exactly the most emphatic answer. But bit of, it, bit of fitting up, sitting on the fence there. Well, let's face, like, I'll put, right, I'll put it this way. He did very well for the academy team. Yeah, he's an exciting talent. Maybe he should get some cameos in the Europa League and stuff like that. But I don't think he's at the stage where he should be playing against Manchester City. No. And I don't think he's at the yeah. stage where he can say he's a better option than Marcus Rashford. Despite the fact Marcus Rashford was terrible yesterday, he's just one player in a month. I would include. Do you know what I mean? Next squad, uh, say for the Europa League squad. Yeah, I don't mind that. It's a separate side because it. You never know. It could it could be that Marcus Rashford. Wow, just comes yeah. out and out of the world for work like that. What about you? Do you reckon he should be in? Um, I agree with you. Yeah. I think that we've seen United force things with players, and I mean, I, I, almost part of me. I don't know whether 
players get overplayed and then get ruined, or whether actually when players get played a lot, you just see how good they are, and most young players aren't good enough for Man United because we're very good. Um, I'm never quite sure. Like, is, uh, has Alanga sl- sort of slowed his progress because we've overplayed him, or has he slowed his progress because this was always going to be his trajectory and you know we're just seeing it? Because Marcus Rashford got played every week, mm. basically from being 18 uh, and... You know he's been brilliant, or he had a bad year last year, but he scored a hundred goals for Manchester United. So you can't say that 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 ruined his career. I don't know, um, but I just think that Garnacho is very young. He was literally playing for the under 18s last season, um, and we've just signed an 80 million pound winger, and we've got uh, two strikers, one of which likes to play on the left in Martial or can play on the left in Martial. He's got you know a few players to get past first before he's starting against Man yeah. City. Like it's, easy, it's easy to go like look at youngsters and you know like United are based around or you know our ethos has always been about youngsters, youngsters and tradition and all that. Yeah. But you have to look after them as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got to find that balance of giving them an opportunity but not just hammering them into the ground. And I, yeah. I, I understand what you mean about Marcus, but I do think he has suffered a little bit from just being thrown in constantly when he's been injured and when he's not been fit. And you look at across the road there, with someone like Foden at City where, you know, he was getting two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, mm. getting brought in, gradu- brought in gradually. You know, we've seen Marcus Rashford hobbling around the pitch. Well, yeah, I, d- I, didn't, I don't mean playing him through injuries or yeah. playing him when he's, he should or, have a rest. You know, I just mean, like, he was he was playing against Arsenal, yeah. like his second game, yeah, yeah. and he was scoring two goals. I just so feel like, and part of it's not... Mm, Part of the issue, I think, that we've had at United is just this constant change in managers hasn't helped no. with development of certain six players. Six managers he's played under Rashford. Yeah, it's like, you it's know. It's crazy. It is, isn't it? It is crazy. Six or five. Do you know what I mean? Then you go from Louis van Gaal, who will always give youngsters a chance, to, to Mourinho, who's not really interested. To, then you've got you know, Ralph Rangnick's style and Gagan Press and all yeah. that sort of stuff and Oli's style. It's just, it doesn't yeah. help you, I don't yeah. think. He's a young player who's played Van Gaal, uh, Mourinho, Ole, Carrick, Rangnick. Ten Hag. I forgot about Carrick. I know it was only a short spell, but like undefeated. he's played under six managers as a, as, as a Man United player. And he's twenty four. That's there are players who, well, when I was twenty four years old, I'd only ever seen United managed by one manager. Do you know what I mean? In the in the whole twenty four years, and he's been playing for United for you six know, years. Paul Scholes spent his entire career playing with one manager. That's a big run, mate. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, but I you know what I mean? Like that's mad, isn't it? Yeah, so it's... that doesn't help a player's career either. Um, We've got a, another couple of super chats here. Uh, Resonating Silence says, we can move on from the loss, but the manager <coughs> got it wrong yesterday. Sorry. He thought our momentum would carry us through, but we got slaughtered. I think it was a tricky one of is trying to work oh. out, is there still any momentum when we've not played for three weeks? No. Because it would, obviously it turned out to be no, but I think that was that's the kind of decision he had to make, wasn't it? And obviously it didn't work out. No, I agree. I think that before the game, you know, we were sat here, me and you, Joe, and, I understood that team, why he put it out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I got it. Yeah, yeah, because you, you don't, you got yeah. you got It's easy to sit here after stick, the, the, stick the fourth goal went in going, oh, why did he pick Scott McTominay? But McTominay had, had, you know, four good games and we'd won all four of them in the league. The likes of Marcus Rashford had just been put later a month. Um, it, it, you know, Ericsson had been phenomenal. It made sense. And then you look at it and you go, actually, you know, we yeah. would have been better off maybe giving Casemiro a start or whatever. Mm. But at the time, I understood it. If we win our game in hand, we're only six points off top. Could be worse. Two games in hand. Yeah. Uh, Leeds and Crystal Palace. Well, we've only got one game in hand. Arsenal played eight and we played seven. So we've I got think one some game of them have, killed, have, um, have had the same as us. Yeah. Um, I run a fixtures. It's quite. Like I say it's not. It, like, 
when we've had an hammering like this, mm. our run of fixtures has been, oh, God, here we go. But if you look at it, let's say we've got two Europa Leagues, we've got Everton, yeah. we've got Newcastle, Tottenham and Chelsea. It's, you can go on another little run. It's, it's Them little runs, like I say, we've won four, could win the next four in well, the league. The thing is, after that, once you get to that Chelsea game, it's Sheriff, West Ham, Sociedad, Villa, Villa, Fulham, Forest, Wolves, Bournemouth. There's a little there's room a you can go on. No, but there's a six-week over gap. There's, there is a, there's a six-week gap in there, but that is United's uh, sort of <coughs> what eight eight games or so after that game between that and the. I'll tell you the what, Chelsea where we are game. now, we'll still be there at Christmas, two three points off the top four. Because I I don't see yeah. Arsenal going the pace. All I see is City breaking away. So second, third, and fourth are all to play for. I don't see Liverpool doing anything. It's, they're going inconsistent. Klopp is on his seventh season syndrome and we all know what happens there. Chelsea, inconsistent, new manager as well. So it's all to play for. Tottenham, I say, we're, we're definitely in the mix of second, third and fourth. Tottenham, you still feel like they've got a, a slip in them, don't you? Yeah. To me, they're still a... They're a I think the reason what... Like the, the best teams that stay good for the longest and the managers that keep their teams winning for long periods of time play football where you dominate the game. Whereas Conte and Marino was one, I think, which is one of the reasons he, he could never stay anywhere for five or six years, is after a while, top players get sick of playing counter-attack in every single big game, don't they? And I think that's Conte, that's what he does against Tottenham, against Arsenal, City rivals, and you sit there and basically part the bus. You know, like that, it's only so long where top players buy into that. And I think that hopefully they stop buying into it pretty quickly because they look good, but I still, th I still think they've got a bit of a wobble in them, Tottenham. I still don't trust them to have a top four spot wrapped up. So that's what I mean. We, we are still in for second, third and fourth because all, all I see is City breaking away. Yeah. Breaking away and off into the distance, but we are that we can still switch. top four and a trophy. It still can be a good season. Yeah, a little uh, meal deal that in it. Top four and top a trophy. Top four and a trophy. All please. it costs you two hundred and twenty million quid. Nice. Yeah. Um, we well. of the week. Yes. Let me just get to a few super chats first. Troy Superstar says, "Guys, lighting up. We're winning the league. Drop three points. Not the end of the world. Only six points off the top. It's ours." Nice. Yeah. Uh, Robert Wilhelm says, we can't go from reading 10 new players to expecting us to beat City. Ten Hag is still learning and developing his team. Top four is still on for us. It's a good point. At the start of the season, we all said we need six, seven, eight players minimum. We've got four, and now we're going, why can't we beat City? I mean, we're not saying that, but I think it's, it's yeah. a fair point. Uh, Troy Superstar says, Ten Hag failed miserably. Worst of all, he failed to make adjustments. Hang, hang on a sec. He said he was gonna, we were in the league a minute ago. <laughs> Fellas, winning the league is not linear. Remember Leicester? This is our season. Okay, he's come back. I thought for a second he'd strayed from the path, but no, we are still winning the league. Yeah, good luck. Daniel Kirk says, fans were saying that yesterday was worse than Ralph is absolutely crazy. I, I actually haven't seen anyone say that in fairness. No, I don't think it was. Um, Wally of the Week, Jay. I mean, you've got an absolute tap in here, haven't you? I'm almost annoyed that you got to go. <laughs> I know who it is as well. <laughs> are you inferring that I would get all political? Well, I mean, you're fuming that you have to pay 45p taxes again, aren't you? That's why you're annoyed. He <laughs> so said annoying. you turn more like a my turn. I know, man. I thought you thought you devastating news in the uh, Motorhead household. That how much do you, know you earn in a year? Four, five hundred grand. I don't Surely. even. I don't even. I don't carry cash around, man. I don't use money because I'm that no. rich. You just you go into a shop and I mean? when someone goes, how much is a, a pint of milk? And you go, like a I'm, bond. I'm, I'm like just you one know, Richard Sunak when he went to use the thing, and he was like that with his phone, like. Say so there's the thing where you put your phone. He was like that, <laughs> and he was like that with his with his iron. No, 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 no. Rishi, why are you tapping your yeah. bread on the yeah. chip and pin yeah. device? <laughs> 
because he'd never <laughs> used a card before or, a, or his phone. Because things uh, just pay for themselves. Yeah, it's like that's, when that's you. the super it's That's the sort of level I'm at. So you're an so I'm for you, So I'm fuming with Kwasi Kwarteng for, for letting me down. Do you know what I mean? We had all that money on. Separate. Thankfully, though, he's stuck with his banker's bonus thing. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, I thought you'd, you'd he was going to uh, bring in that. Amazing how the old run up, they go disappear for a couple of days after they announce it. I know. Liz Trust getting absolutely roasted on the radio. Loved it. Well, she, I love yesterday she, her going, We will, I, I stand by it. Yeah. I'm 100%. Are you going to do a U turn? It's tough. It's a tough tax. That's but what it is. Tough yeah. tax. But the thing is, if, if she'd have preempted it, it wouldn't have been a U turn. It'd have been like a, like a sort of horseshoe shaped turn. Whereas a U turn is. Do you know what I mean? You have to pretend you're not going to do yeah. it, U-turn until you do Just it. Just because you want to heat your stables and your mansions, yeah. and, you know, and people are struggling. Right. I seen a video last week of some girl on Sky. Oh, rich people need to heat their home, their yeah. big houses and their yeah, stables. That's the thing that people Arrogance forget. of that woman. People forget though, don't they, Jay? That you, oh, you talk about like your nan heating a small bungalow. Think how much it fucking costs for a rich person to heat their mansion. Oh. Do you not even think about that for a second? Do you no. think it costs a lot for you? How no. much do you think it costs for them lot in the castle? Imagine, castles? imagine the, the, the cost of heating your swimming pool. Well. Yeah, yeah. your swimming pool, yeah. you know, heat. <laughs> I can't say Go that. On. No, can't say it. So is, is yours quasi quarting then? Yeah, another not bad. Who's your Wally of the week? You don't have to. Be it's Wallace of the week, basically. I mean, I went to. Wallace? Wallace. Oh, I thought you said Wallace and Grammy. A bunch of Wallies called yeah. Wrexham FC. Oh, no. you're, a, you're not a fan of Ryan Reynolds and who's a, what's no, I'm, his name? I'm a fan of Ryan Reynolds Rob and Deadpool. What's his name? Rob McElhenney. Yeah. It's yeah, just McElhenney. Wrexham fans. I went to watch Oldham Saturday and they, they give it their all and they just fell short, lost 2 1. But it's having a fight, fighting because you've not played for 17 years, that's a hell of a grudge. I want to know who. have been out of football league for that long and they're having, they having a scrap outside Sesco every little else in Failsworth. Who, who, would win in a fight, <laughs> who would win in a fight between you and that bootlegger? Bootlegger? Yeah. I don't know. I think Andy. I think you'd take him. I'm from yeah. coach, mate. Yeah, I'm, 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 I've lived rough for 20 years. He's exactly the flamethrower. You'd knock him in the next week, kid. Don't yeah. worry. Um, who's my Wally of the Week? Great question. Cheers for asking that, Jay. It's all right. Um, huh? It's your, hey, is your Wally of the Week the left-wing media? <laughs> Attacking Liz Truss. Uh, yeah, probably the woke mob. <laughs> the woke mob, Jay. Uh, no, I don't know who it is, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's not like there's lots of people to no, choose from. I'll tell from. you the one of the weakest. This is really niche. That fucking iPad that's behind Oh, television. do you know what, right? right? We've lost Joe to an iPad this week. Honestly, right. So Honestly. For, the, for the derby, I was like, <coughs> right, new features for the watch along. I'm thinking, like, Excuse my live coffee, screenshots from the game. We're drawing sort of, uh, like graphics and, and stats and all that all all on the screen for the watch along really sort of full statistical analysis experience for the for the, like the old sky sport yeah like yeah, really yeah. going for it and we, we, we practiced it in the week got Abdul in he was going to go through it did a run through perfect arrive on Sunday don't work anymore and I've tried all day today to get it working and it just isn't registered by the computer I, anymore I, I, I hate you plug it in what did you plug it in charge it <laughs> I told you, didn't I? I said that to you. Yeah, you, you yeah. press the on switch. Yeah. Hey, everything needs a power source, mate. Did you put it in the oven? <laughs> 200 degrees Celsius. I microwaved it. <laughs> 200 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> oh, but anyway, yeah, so I'm... Yeah. You can't, you can't trust iPad. tech. Honestly, I saw Joe 
lose his, his lustre yesterday. Mm. Not I with the game. Be, I still got not with the game. Too. I, he was just so just frustrated with it. United losing 6-3 was the least stressful you part were of my day You were more annoyed at this, the, the, the iPad. The and, iPad. I, and I hated it because I haven't got any advice for anything like that. I'm, no. like a I mean, I'm not going to lose any sleep over yesterday. I hope the players lose sleep and get worried about it because yeah. of the reaction at Senac. But I'll jog on. I, I enjoyed my Sunday carvery. Just with like your cheese pie. And your is it still a carve if, if, if you had a cheese pie? Because you can't really carve a pie. Was he did carve the pie and was give the, me an individual portion. Oh, did you get a slice of it? Yeah. All oh, right. Was the meat as well? There was meat available at the carvery, yeah. But I, I got, I was, I've got one sausage. You Sounds very like a very cryptic answer. Like, <laughs> was the meat? There was meat available. People were piling veg. Some people may have had meat. Some people may not have had meat. Yeah. Meat was eaten meat at the carvery. Yeah. The carvery. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah, allegedly. That's all you need yeah. to know. <laughs> Fine. You know what we are focusing on is that the yeah. gravy was delicious. Yeah. The meat is, isn't up for question. Yeah. Right, thank you very much, Andy, for coming down. And what has been a solemn day, but actually I think we've made the most of it, don't you? I do, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, in the yeah. wake of a spanking, let's face it. What? Off and on the oh, pitch right. for you, Jay. <laughs> Your wallet's been hit hard by the reintroduction of the uh, higher tax rate for the top tax bracket that Jay's still smarting from. That's going to be all from us. Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow for the preview for my Manchester phone is still versus. in my mum's name. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even the kidding. The Baroness of where is she from? Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. Andy Tate is unblocked on Instagram, so go and follow go him. Cheers for find Andy Tate. Yeah, yeah, the I'm only Andy Tate that matters. Yeah, I'm back on Instagram, so check. Go and find me. I'm not going to give it out yet, but I need to sell out a few more bits, but okay. I'm back, baby. Thank you uh, to Manscaped as well for sponsoring us. Again, use that code DEVILS20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. It's a great and underrated time to start trimming those balls, Jay. I'll say it. Thank you very much for joining us. See you in a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network.